The children of Israel had been in captivity for more than 400 years. And it was time for God to release them from that captivity. The inauguration of that um, release was to be initiated by the Passover. So God said to them that that month of their release, beginning with the Passover, was to be the first month for them, beginning their year. And then the Lord gave some specific instructions concerning the Passover. Amen. Time would not allow us to go through the whole passage. But if you take time out much later, you can read it and get the whole understanding. But I'm going to paraphrase and just bring some truth to light. Praise God. Amen. Exodus 12 and verse 5, it says, Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, ye shall take it out, of the, out from the sheep and from the goats. Or from the goats, rather. Verse 6. And ye shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. So the Passover we're talking about here is a lamb. That very month for them was a new month. And the tenth day of that month, they were to take a lamb, that is the Passover, or a goat, without blemish. Not more than a year old. In other words, tender. And then they were to kill that lamb on the 14th day. On the 14th day of that month. And it must be a male lamb or goat. It must not be more than a year old. It must be without blemish. It must be taken from the sheepfold or herds of goats on the 10th day of the month and kept till the 14th day of the first month. It must be slaughtered in the evening on the 14th day of the first month. Its blood must be applied on the two posts and lintel of their doors. It must be eaten indoors. It must be eaten, roasted, not fried, not boiled, not raw. And then every part of the lamb must be roasted with fire, not smoke. The head, the legs, and the internal parts must be roasted with fire. So they were instructed by God not to remove the intestines, remove the internal parts. They were to roast the lamb holistically. Hallelujah. And then it gives this other instruction, it must be eaten without leftover. And peradventure, there's any leftover, it must be burnt with fire. It must be a consumed Passover. Hallelujah. Consumed by man or consumed by fire. Praise God. Eleventh instruction, it must be eaten in haste. With the loins guarded, the shoes on the feet, and the staff in the hand. It must be eaten with unleavened bread that, that evening, and thereafter for six days, making seven days of unleavened bread altogether. Else, the penalty of death is attracted. If it is eaten with living bread, that soul that does that shall be cut away from the congregation of Israel. That was instruction God gave them. Hallelujah. It must be eaten with bitter herbs. The first and the last days 
of the seven days shall be holy convocations. In other words, they shall gather together on the first day of the Passover and there shall be a holy convocation and reverence unto God and then they shall worship the Lord their God. On the seventh day also, they shall do likewise. And then the 15th instruction is that it cannot be kept by strangers except the circumcised ones. It cannot be kept by servants, but those who were bought or are bought with money and are as well circumcised. Praise God. So these are the instructions God gave them. And then God gave them these instructions so they could keep the Passover the way he wanted them to keep the Passover. Praise the Lord. We understand that the old covenant began with Moses. Amen. In John chapter number 1, if you start reading from verse 17, he says the law was given by Moses. And then he says, but grace and truth came by Christ Jesus. It was the beginning of the law for the children of Israel. And it was the initiation of their release from bondage. Hallelujah. The, the implication of the Passover for them, for the children of Israel, was number one, freedom from slavery. They were to be freed from slavery. That very day, by the Passover, they were to be released from slavery. In other words, they were to leave Egypt for Canaan. Leave Egypt for the place God had prepared for them to enjoy his goodness. Hallelujah. The second benefit of the Passover to them was an exemption from destruction. The tenth plague was to hit the land of Egypt. And that plague was the killing of the firstborns. Every firstborn of human beings and of beasts were to be killed by the angel of destruction that God was about to let loose. And the Passover for them was an exemption from that destruction. Because of the token of the blood of the Passover on the two posts of their doors and the lintel, the angel of destruction, when he sees that, will pass over that house. Praise the Lord. Number three benefit for them, it was an exemption from death. All right? Destruction from death. And then number four, for them that night, they were, according to God's instruction to them through Moses, go to the Egyptians and borrow from them that which they required. The Egyptians were to give unto the children of Israel in so much benevolence and favor that they would enjoy for the rest of their life. It was a beginning of enjoying favor for them. I call it crazy favor. Praise God. Amen. Let's all say crazy favor. Amen. Praise God. Now, slaves, you know, don't own anything. They are owned and theirs also. In other words, they don't have a right to own anything. Praise God. Now, for the very first time by the Passover, they were to bring on them or, pro, I mean, um, stir up upon them the favor of God because of the Passover. And by that favor, they were to enter into ownership. Let someone say ownership. Say it again. Now, um, I call it sudden overnight wealth. Hallelujah. That very night, by, because of the Passover, the children of Israel entered into wealth. Wealth. They had so much of silver and gold and raiment from the Egyptians. They had cattle. They had goats. They had things that they could not own before that time. Because of the Passover, they entered into wealth. 
Hallelujah. And they borrowed these things from the Egyptians not to refund any longer. Praise God. Amen. There was no form of indebtedness again. By the Passover, they were to enter into supernatural death cancellation. They were to enter into supernatural death cancellation. Hallelujah. They borrowed not to give back. Praise God. Because they were leaving that land for the last time. They wouldn't come back there again. And God was releasing them to a place that the Egyptians could not reach them any longer. Praise God. And so, no form of indebtedness in any way to the Egyptians. The seventh theme was that they were delivered from mourning, sorrow, stress, mental, emotional breakdown by the Passover. The Bible says at midnight, there was a mighty cry in the houses of the Egyptians. Even in the palace of Pharaoh, there was mourning and crying, but the Egyptians... I mean, the Israelites were exempted from that. They had their firstborns kept so they could, they could not enter into the morning that the Egyptians entered into because of the Passover. Praise the Lord. They were saved from stress. They were saved from mourning. They were saved from crying. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, if you look at the old covenant, you realize that it's just a shadow of the substance, which is the new covenant. Praise the Lord. The new covenant is the substance. Amen. It is the substance. The Bible makes us to understand that those things were demonstrated in pictures, in similitudes, in shadows, reflecting the substance. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the substance. And he initiated the New Testament. Praise God. He says, search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but these things speak of me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let's look at the importance of this in the New Testament. Praise the Lord. The New Testament implication. In Matthew chapter number 26, Jesus Christ kept the Passover before he entered into his redemptive work. Jesus Christ told his disciples to go prepare a place for him um, for the Passover. How? They were to meet a man... Uh, in whose heart the Lord had put it to prepare a place for Jesus and his disciples to eat the Passover. And then they met the man supernaturally, won't go into details. And then they prepared the upper room of the place that he showed them. And then Jesus Christ came in there with his disciples. And right there in that place, he did something. Matthew chapter number 26. Hallelujah. Amen. If you start the reading from verse 22... And they were exceeding sorrowful and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? He said someone would betray him. Hallelujah. And he answered and said, he that dipped his hand with me in, in the dish and the same shall betray me. The son of man goeth as it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Hallelujah. Amen. And then if you read on downwards, verse 25, then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? He said unto him, Thou hast said. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread. Praise the Lord. He took bread, unleavened bread, of course. Amen. He took bread 
and blessed it. You see that? And break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And then verse 27, and he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Hallelujah. Now, during the Passover, Jesus Christ inaugurated another way of remembering the Passover. Hallelujah. And he started the communion as a remembrance of the Passover. The Passover lamb was slain in Egypt. The Bible makes us to understand in 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, that Jesus Christ himself is our Passover. It was a lamb that was slain in Egypt. But to us now, it is uh, the sacrifice of God himself, Jesus Christ, that was slain for us. First Corinthians chapter number 5. If you start the reading from verse 7, it says, Purge out therefore the old living, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. So Christ is our Passover. Praise the Lord. Now, note the instructions he gave them. The first instruction is that it must be a male lamb or goat. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ came a man because the male man is the foundation of the human race. Hallelujah. The man, the male man was made first. And then out of the male man, God formed the woman. Praise God. Showing us the law of precedence, that the man, the male man came first on the scene to be the foundation of the human society, human race. Hallelujah. A male lamb, Jesus came as that male lamb, so to speak, to bear upon him the sins of the whole world. Hallelujah. The second instruction, it says, it must not be more than a year old. In other words, it has to be tender. Jesus came with a tender heart, a tender spirit. The Bible says there was no guile in him. He did not commit sin. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21, the Bible says, him who knew no sin was made sin for us. Hallelujah. Without blemish, the same thing. And then he says, it must be taken from the sheepfold or herds of goats on the 10th day of the month. And then on the 14th day, the lamb will be slain. Hallelujah. Now, the, the, the tenth day and then the fourteenth day. The tenth day, they keep the lamb to be endeared to the lamb. Praise God. So they would know that this is my own Passover. That means, means each family had his or her own Passover. That means you call your lamb your own Passover. They call their own lamb their own Passover. Praise God. So that there is a personal relationship between your own Passover and then my own Passover. The difference is clear that your Passover is not my own Passover, so to speak. Your lamb is yours. My lamb is mine. Praise God. And then on the 14th day, they slew the lamb. Praise God. The blood must be applied on the two posts and lintel of their doors. Amen. The blood was applied. Um, the entrance into the place where the lamb, the Passover was eating. The blood was applied on the two posts and the lintel. That is a sign of a token of the life of the Passover. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. When the Passover was killed, the blood was spilled out. And that blood on the two posts and the lintel was a token, a sign of the life of the Passover for their own life. Praise God. 
Jesus shed his blood for us and gave his life for us. Hallelujah. The soul that sins must die, the Bible says. And so Jesus gave his life for us so that we can live by his life. All right? How did he give his life? He died. Through his death, he released his life by the release of his blood. And that blood is giving us life because Jesus Christ shed that blood. And how did he shed the blood? He shed the blood by the release of his life. He died on the cross. He shed all his blood, released everything so his life could be given. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now he said it has to be roasted with fire. The head, the legs, the intestine, everything. The roasting with fire talks about the punishment or judgment that God placed on him. The Bible says he was bruised for our iniquities. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we were made whole. Hallelujah. Total holistic judgment. God judged him, spirit, soul, and body for us. Amen. The lamb was roasted totally. Head, legs, and intestine. Glory to God. It must be eaten indoor. It means it is an exclusive thing. It is exoteric. It's not something that everybody can come into. Praise God. Little wonder I said that strangers who are not circumcised, circumcised mustn't come into that. Why? Because it's an indoor thing. It's meant for the body of Christ. Glory to God. It's an indoor thing. Amen. I said amen. amen. Glory to God. Now it says it must be eaten in haste. That means we have ourselves prepared to quickly, readily, with alacrity, get ready to preach the gospel. The loins guided, the shoes on the feet, and the staff in the hand. Amen. The loins guided with truth. Hallelujah. Shoes of the readiness of the preparation to preach the gospel of Christ. Amen. The staff of God's word. Thy staff, the rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The staff of God's word directing us, establishing us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is eating in haste. Eating with a readiness to do the will of God. Amen. It says it must not be eating with living bread. In other words, it must be eating with unliving bread. On living bread. Second Corinthians, First Corinthians, I beg your pardon, chapter number 5 that we read. If you read the re, uh, start the reading from verse 8, it says, Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old living, neither with the living of malice and wickedness, but the unliving bread of sincerity and truth. Hallelujah. That means the Passover is to be kept, or must be kept, with the unliving bread of sincerity and truth. Glory to God. Is reminding us that we are that unliving bread. Glory to God. Amen. We are that unliving bread. And we keep the Passover. We keep that Passover with sincerity and truth. Let's all say sincerity and truth. Say it again. Now, a living or living stands for the things of the old life, the things of the old nature, the things. That reflect wickedness and malice. Hallelujah. Those are uh, living yeasts. And God says, do not keep the Passover with these things. Amen. It shows us here that Christians are meant to walk in love. Notice 
under the old covenant in Exodus 12, he told them to keep the Passover. The first day, they ate on living bread. The following day, on living bread. For seven days, they ate on living bread. Amen? That is a reflection of the perfection of time. Praise God. Seven is the number of perfection. That tells us that between the time you meet with the Lord and the time you see him in glory, you are to keep the Passover unleavened. Hallelujah. With unleavened bread. That means we are to walk in love all through. Praise God. Not in unforgiveness. Not in malice. Not in wickedness. Praise the Lord. We are to walk in sincerity and truth. Let's all say sincerity and truth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And now it tells us that Jesus Christ is our Passover. We can bring to remembrance these things again and again and again by the communion that he inaugurated. When he kept the Passover and he said, this thing do in remembrance of me. First Corinthians 11, you could study it and find it there. He says, as often as you eat the bread and drink the wine. He says, do this in remembrance of me. That means what we're doing or about to do now, it's done in remembrance of the Passover, Christ Jesus, our own Passover. Glory to God. I wanted to say this with your mouth. Say, Jesus is my Passover. Say it again. Say, Jesus is my Passover. Now, as we do this, it reflects something. That we have been freed from slavery. Because that very month, by the Passover on the 14th day, Israel was released from slavery. Pharaoh could not hold them back again. Amen? Anytime you break bread and take the wine, you are remembering that Jesus Christ has released you from slavery. Say with your mouth, say, I'm free from slavery. Say it again, say, I'm free from slavery. Hallelujah. That means you are free from, from slavery, not to serve Pharaoh again. Pharaoh is a type of the God of this world. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. amen. We are no longer under the influence of the God of this world. Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 13. He says, God has delivered us from the power of darkness and he's translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. We are no longer under the influence and authority and power of darkness anymore. Amen. Pharaoh is no longer a king. Pharaoh is no longer a lord. Amen. Jesus is our lord now. So when you break the bread, when you put it in your mouth, call to remembrance. I'm no longer in Egypt. Pharaoh is no longer my lord. Praise the lord. What does that tell us? It tells us that nothing can hold us bound any longer. Amen. Colossians 2 and verse 15 shows us that having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Glory to God. He spoiled principalities and powers. He spoiled them. Hallelujah. So we are no longer under Pharaoh. No more bondage. Tell your neighbor, say no more bondage. Say it again, say no more bondage. If you are tied to one wrong habit or the other, as you break bread, remember, this secures your freedom from slavery. It's a way of remembering that which God has done. Amen. Jesus was sacrificed. By that sacrifice of your Passover Christ Jesus, he initiated your freedom from slavery. Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. amen. And as you break bread this way, remember it is a time of crazy favor for you. 
Praise God. Yeah. Believe it with all of your heart. The same way the children of Israel spoiled the Egyptians that day. Amen. Everyone who is full of pride and does not know God, holding one wealth or the other in their hands, there's going to be a dispossession by the Passover. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? As you do that in remembrance, you understand that the wealth of the Gentiles have been transferred to the kingdom of God. Amen? We are in this kingdom right now. Glory to God. The Bible says the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto you. The abundance of the sea shall be converted unto you. Amen? Favor comes. As you break bread, you, you bring to remembrance, you bring to mind that which Jesus Christ has done for you. Praise God. Amen. If there's anything called death out there, killing people in the natural lineage of men, you have been exempted from that. Amen. Why? By the blood of the Passover. The blood was shed for you. Amen. When you take the wine and then you drink it, you call to remembrance the blood that was shed. Amen. Not the blood of the lamb that was shed in Exodus 12. That was a type. But the blood of the real Passover, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. That blood was shed for you. Remember it when you drink it this way. He said to drink it. Why? Because when you drink the wine, he's showing you that you are a partaker of that which Jesus Christ has done for you. When you eat the bread, he's showing you that you are a partaker of that which the body of Jesus that was broken made available for you. Hallelujah. You are a partaker. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am a partaker. Say it again. Say, I am a partaker. Glory to God. Amen. By the Passover, there's a release of the power of ownership. Amen. When you break that bread, you take the bread in and then you drink, you thank God for ownership. You begin to own things from henceforth. There's a legal release from heaven. There's an anointing that comes through calling to mind, calling to remembrance that which God has done for you by the release of Jesus Christ to die in your stead. Amen? I said amen. amen. Glory to God. I said glory to God. The Passover was the beginning of months for them. It initiated a new month for them. Praise God. There's the Gregorian calendar and there's the Hebrew calendar. They don't follow the usual calendar. The year begins with the Passover. Are you listening to me? That tells you the Passover initiates a new beginning. Amen? It initiates what? A new beginning for you. There's a new beginning. When you break bread that way, oh, glory to God. Thank you for a new beginning. It tells me that it does not matter how many mistakes you've made. By the Passover, there's a new beginning. Are you listening to me? A new page. 2 Corinthians 5.17, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. God is giving you a blank um, page, a blank sheet. God is giving you a new beginning and he's saying to you, this hour you can start afresh. It does not matter what you've messed up. Maybe millions had come into your hand and you didn't, you know, you didn't, you know, utilize it well. You didn't manage it well. It's your opportunity right now to come into fresh millions. Are you listening to me? It's a new beginning. Tell your neighbor, say it's a new beginning. By the Passover, it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. Glory to God. One instruction, very major. Just one. Eat the Passover with unleavened bread. Keep it with unleavened bread. Someone says, well, that means 
during communion, we have to look for unliving bread. And then the pure wine from the vines in Israel. No, that's not what it means. Hello? The wine could be Coke. You see, it's not the wine now, because this is the New Testament. We're talking about the substance. What we are looking at now is the substance. You see, when you take the bread, it calls to mind, it calls to remembrance, something that the body, Jesus, was broken for you. And that bread is a sign that you are to keep the Passover without living bread. Hello? What does that mean? No malice. Praise God. I'm not going to greet that person. There's no such thing any longer. No malice. No wickedness. Alright? Let the works of the flesh go. We are to keep this Passover with unliving bread. Amen? I said amen. amen. What is that unliving bread? Love. Let someone say love. John chapter number 13 and verse 34. A new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another even as I have loved you. It says, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love one towards another. New commandment. New lump. It says, purge away the old lump that you may be a new lump. Purge out the old living so you can be a new lump. Amen. Seeing that you are the unliving bread of God, do not allow any living or any yeast to pollute you because you are calling to remembrance consistently the Passover. After breakfast in the morning, you can break bread. You can cut part of the yam and then take some of the tea. The attitude is different now. When you are eating breakfast, you eat it with an attitude. Fill up your tummy. When you are breaking bread at the communion table, you do it with an attitude discerning the Lord's body. Oh, Jesus, my Passover. You see, it changes and it's not that you don't say, you don't see food on the table and say, oh, Jesus, my Passover. No, that's, 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 you eat that one. But when you want to break bread, the attitude changes. You discern the Lord's body. You discern his blood that was shed for you. Oh, the blood was shed for my release. No more bondage. I'm not in bondage to anything. Nothing can hold me bound. Nothing can keep me under. No attitude, no matter what it, it is called, sexual fantasy, masturbation, cannot hold you bound any longer. You can break free from that. You break bread and call to remembrance what Jesus Christ has done for you. Amen? That we've been set free. Romans 6 and verse 6, it says, Knowing this, that the old man has been crucified, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that you should no longer serve sin. Amen? Romans 6 and verse 14, it says, We are no longer under the law, but under grace. Therefore, sin shall no more have dominion over us. Glory to God. You see, call to remembrance these things. You can do it three times a day. Are you listening to me? Call to remembrance, call to remembrance, call to remembrance, call to remembrance. As you do it, it gives you an opportunity to meditate. Because you don't just come and do like this. <sighs> mm -mm. That's not the attitude. The Corinthians didn't get it. 1 Corinthians 11. When you come, you pick it this way. You come with a meditative heart. Jesus was broken for me. This secures my wholeness. Father, I thank you for Jesus. And then you put it there. I'm a partaker. Everything he did accrues to my account. Glory to God. When you eat it, he enters in. You're a partaker. Are you listening to me? That's what it stands for. 
that you are a partaker of what Jesus did for you. It's not in the bread as it were. It's not in the wine as it were. But in the remembrance. He says as often as you do this, do this what? In remembrance of me. It calls to remembrance. Glory to God. After lunch, you can take it. You can call your wife and take it. Alright? You say, God has called us to fruitfulness. We are not in bondage to barrenness. In the name of Jesus, the Passover initiates fruitfulness for us. It's a release from bondage. It's a release from slavery. Amen? No more lack in this house. We call to remembrance what Jesus Christ has done for us. 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 and verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. That's the Passover. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. If you find it difficult to give, all right, and you feel, you know, greed is holding your mind. You want to put your hand in your pocket and then it gets stuck in there. All right? Praise God. You can break that attitude by the Passover. For God so loved the world, John 3, 16, that he gave. The Passover was released and was released for me to be released to others. I am blessed to be a blessing. I break every greed by the Passover. Amen? I, I, I re-enact. I reaffirm. That which was done for me, I say it's mine now. And as you take it, you put confession in your mouth and say, Father, I thank you for greed does not lord it over me. I'm benevolent. The Bible says the righteous is blessed. He dispasses abroad. He says he's dispersed abroad. He's given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Psalm 112. Take time to read it. Amen. That's who the righteous man is. He lends. <laughs> Glory to God. He gives freely. Greed does not lord it over him. Greed does not determine or tell him what to do. He does it from his heart. He has learned how to give liberally. He sows bountifully. You see that? Glory to God. Amen. I said amen. Are we ready? We are going to take the Passover. Now note what Jesus did. He supped and gave the cup to them. They supped one after another. Praise God. Amen. We are in a modern world. So supping from one cup, somehow I feel like, ah, did that brother brush his teeth this morning? <laughs> All right. But in the covenant, you don't smell. You perceive. Are you listening to me? Uh-huh. So they sopped from one cup. Why did they sop from one cup? They sopped from one cup because you see, the Passover initiates brotherhood. We are one body. Are you listening to me? There's one body. Though we have many members, we've got one body. Praise the Lord. Hello. Are we ready? All right. Please don't let the fan. All right, blow away. Thank you. God bless you. That place is good. Thank you. Hallelujah. Are we ready? Who is ready for crazy favor here? I like the kind of favor that people cannot estimate. How can people be plotting my, my life on a graph? Regression. No, no, I don't like such things. When you place my life and you are looking for the coefficients and the relationship, you, you run mad. That's the kind of life I want. Amen? The Passover initiates that. 
Nobody can plot your life on a graph any longer. That he earns social amount and in 15 years he will end this. So you'll be able to do this. And then they look at you. In less than one year, you've done something that under normal circumstances, by calculation, you should do in another 15 years. That's the Passover at work for you. You believe that? I said, do you believe that? Ah, you, don't, you don't sound excited. Do you believe that? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Now, you're doing this in understanding, right? Are you ready? Good. We're going to do this in understanding. Rise to your feet, please. Lift up your hands first and foremost and thank God for Jesus. Jesus was sacrificed. Jesus was sacrificed. The Passover Lamb of God has been slain. Jesus was sacrificed for you. Get this into your consciousness. Jesus was sacrificed. If there's any sickness in your body, Paul said because they didn't design the Lord's body, many of them were weak, many of them were sickly, and many slept. They fell into the sleep of death. That means if we design the Lord's body and do it correctly, we are going to be strong and live long. For with long life, he satisfies us and he shows us his salvation. Amen? See, this is time for you. Get excited about the Passover. Come on. Now begin to thank God and say, Whoo, glory to God. This is another opportunity to call to remembrance what Jesus Christ has done for me. His blood was shed for the remissions of my sins. My conscience right now has been purged from dead works. I serve the living God. I serve the living God. No more guilt. No more condemnation. I live in the light of his word. In the light of his finished works for me. Go ahead and bless him. Thank him for the initiation of crazy favor. That this week is going to be an awesome week for you. Favor beyond measure. Doors are opening right, left, forward, backward and center. God is doing things through you. Mighty things that when men hear, they will say, what? I'm as a wonder unto many, but that's my strong refuge. I call to remembrance today what Jesus has done. By this communion, I call to remembrance. I call to remembrance. I call to remembrance that I am no longer a sinner. I call to remembrance that my sins have been purged. I call to remembrance right now that God has done for me all that He has said He would do. Thank you, Father, for this is the fulfillment of a release. For this is the fulfillment of a release. A release from every shackle. A release from everything that holds bound. I am free. This is calling to remembrance that I am a free man. I am no longer under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you ready for this? Oh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Praise God. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, Father. Precious Almighty Father, we thank you for that which you've given our Lord Jesus Christ to give to us. And as he's received it, he's given to us and the apostles have given to the church. Now, we receive that which you have given today with thanksgiving. And as we take this communion, breaking bread and drinking wine, we believe with all of our heart that indeed Jesus was broken for us. His body was broken for us. And now we believe with all of our heart that the blood has been shed for us. It initiated our release from bondage. And so we declare affirmatively that today we are released from everything holding bound in the name of our Lord Jesus. We declare today that indeed crazy favor is ours in the name of Jesus. 
We declare today that indeed the wealth transfer that is happening right now is for our benefit in the name of Jesus. We declare today that from henceforth we move into mighty ownership in the name of Jesus. We own enterprises in the name of Jesus. Mega corporations in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. This is our exemption from every form of destruction. No sickness out there shall be able to touch us in here in the name of Jesus. For the Passover is an indoor thing. We are exempted from every outdoor experience of evil in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Call to remembrance, he died. Jesus died. As you take it, remember he died. He died to give you life. There's nothing that is called negative that can stay. Call to remembrance as you take it. Call to remembrance that Jesus was sacrificed for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Beloved, let's take this. <laughs>